Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Ooh, savage. I like to keep it real simple. Okay. (laughs) The episode everyone's been waiting on. Um, The update on the relationship. If you've been on my live feeds, uh, you know I keep getting asked what's going on. Uh, Tell us answer any question, and I have been silent. I have been silent for a few reasons. One, a few weeks ago, I ran into a deal breaker. Everyone has walls. Everyone has deal breakers. This said deal breaker came about, and I'm like, absolutely not. There, I, I, No, I was just stubborn and set, and I'm like, absolutely not. But I took a step back and I'm like, hold on a second. Is this really the deal breaker? Is this really the thing that I'm ready to walk away for? So anyone else, literally anyone else in the world, and I have many a times that when I see this deal breaker, when it's even close to this deal breaker, I have literally just cut and gone. I've walked away. I've said goodbye and never spoken to them again. It's just a big thing for me. And the deal breaker I know stems from past trauma. So I get it. I get why. I don't want to get hurt. I don't want those feelings. I don't want the potential so that deal breaker literally just trucking along, going along, and all of a sudden, boom, right in my face. And then there was a second deal breaker. And I didn't even know that was a deal breaker. I, I, I had no idea. So it was like, this one just came out of the blue, like, uh-oh, this is probably a deal breaker. So the last couple of weeks, I have just been taking a step back and trying to figure out 
Is this really a deal breaker? Am I walking away? Am I overthinking things? Am I putting walls back up? And the answer is yes, I'm definitely putting walls back up. I haven't answered the question on live because I needed to literally take a second to myself and reflect and say, do you love this man? Is this truly a deal breaker or is this just something that you are doing and saying because you want to push him away? And I took 24 hours to myself, literally 24 hours. I didn't talk to anyone about it. I actually didn't even talk to Josh. So for 24 hours, I needed to take a step back and I needed to say, why am I putting these walls up again? (laughs) Why am I trying to push him away? And the conclusion that I have come up with is because I do care for him so much. And the fear of getting hurt, if I keep trucking along, I mean, listen, we all know it came out of the blue. It was a whirlwind, all of those things. So I have just had a chance to just say, okay, time out for one second. I need to take a step back. And I need to reset. Am I putting these walls up because it's going too fast? Am I putting these walls up because I finally have found the man that literally knows how to treat my heart, how to act to me, for me, all all of those things? I, I needed to reset that. So was I ignoring questions? I mean, yeah, if, if I want to say that, yes, I was ignoring talking about it. Because as I kind of mentioned briefly, like maybe two days ago, I said, listen, you guys have to understand, I do not want the general public to delegate my relationship. And what I mean by that is, if everyone in the world is saying, he is the best thing for you ever, no matter what, I might be struggling being like, "Mm mm-hmm, yeah, right. It's still going to make me take a step back and say, oh, wait a minute. What does everybody else in the world see that I'm not seeing? And vice versa. If I'm like, I'm so head over heels in love with this man and he can't do any wrong. But the world is like, "Uh, hello, look at every fucking flag under the sun that this man has. It's going to make me take a step back as well. So I'm very stubborn in that in that aspect that I want to be able to sort through things, talk through things to myself literally just reflect before I let general public in because eventually you guys are going to be let in i.e this podcast so back to the deal breakers I'm not going to say one of the deal breakers because I don't I want to keep some things private I want to keep some things private and I'm not saying things are they're not going to work out they are going to work I'm not saying that what I'm saying is I want to keep that deal breaker private because I don't, if for some crazy chance things, they don't work out with Josh and I, I do not want the next person or, or this deal breaker could even be a friendship thing. I don't want someone saying, okay, well I can skirt by that or I cannot do this or I can present myself differently without this thing. So I'm going to hold that one close to my chest. That one I'm not going to reveal. The other one I'm going to reveal and let me kind of lead up to it. So we went on vacation for five days to Florida. My son, his son, my ex was there for two, three days. So my son, his son, him, my ex, myself. Was that a ton of pressure? Um, 
it wasn't the worst thing ever, but it definitely was like, okay, here we go. How is this going to go? And it went great. I couldn't have asked for it to go any better. So I was definitely happy on that front. But five days in Florida, then five days in Virginia, this was the first chance I got to see his home and where he lives and how he lives his life. And the home was adorable. And, and Charlottesville is adorable. All of those things. But this is also the first time that I have dated someone with children and I actually stepped in into a, I'm just going to say parenting role, but I stepped into a parenting role, right? If there were corrections that needed to be made or, or if there were lessons that could be had or books to be read or whatever, I stepped into that role a little bit. Now, listen, I'm not stepping into a role of overtaking. He has a mom. He has a great mom. So that's not what I'm saying. But going on a quote unquote family vacation, going and seeing his place for the very first time, kind of stepping into a parenting type role. All of those things were a lot at one time. I met his daughter in person. I had, I had met her on FaceTime several times, but I actually got to meet her in person. I got to meet his ex. All of those things as wonderful and magical as every single meeting was, I loved every single meeting. It still was a lot at one time. It still was a lot. The deal breaker that came about that I didn't realize was going to be a deal breaker, or I don't even know if I should call it a deal breaker. I think maybe a, hmm, maybe a wall, maybe a hold on a second. Maybe, maybe that's more the phrase I should say instead of the deal breakers. Um, I was able to see that I'm just going to put it out here for everyone. And I'm, I'm going to say this. I know that Josh loves me. I know his intentions. He made his intentions clear. I know that he wants an even more serious relationship that we have. No one is rushing anything, but I know what his end goal intentions are. And that's marriage. So Knowing all of these things, processing everything as I'm going along on vacations and flying to different states and and, and meeting new people and, and doing all of these things and seeing how people are living their daily life in, in a different state was eye-opening for me because I know we live in two different states and at some point a decision is going to have to be made. I do not want my spouse living in a different state. That's just kind of how I feel. But it literally smacked me upside the face when I went to his place and got to spend time and did all of those things. And I realized that if he were to move away, there are two children there that would miss him. Now, granted, he would be traveling back and forth, so I don't want anybody to think that I would be pulling him away, but I think there was just this guilty mom feeling on my part that if things do progress and we do end up getting married, getting engaged, getting married, and he spends more time here, I would be the cause of even if it were a day, an hour, missing a game, I would be the cause of that for his children. And I and just and wasn't okay with that. So walls went up of, hold on a second. I know how I feel. My son, my son's father works nights, works weekends, and he gets him on Wednesdays and Fridays. And there are numerous Fridays he doesn't get him because he's traveling 
or he has something going on with his job. So in my head, I said, hold on a second. My son doesn't get to spend as much time with his dad as he wants. And now I would be taking time away from Josh and his son and daughter, still having it in my head that they don't spend as much time together as my son and my son's dad do. And that's not the case. You know, they're 50-50. So I know that's not the case, but it, as a mom was in my head of, oh my goodness, I would be the reason that his children might be missing out on any time with him. So the last couple of weeks I have struggled with both, you know, the deal breaker thing and what would happen for future. And, and some of you might say, okay, hold on. That's just too much for you to think that way. We had a lot of hard conversations early on, way early on, to see if we even wanted to do it, if we even were compatible, if we even had the same values, any of those things. So the week leading up to the kiss was just a, eh, I don't know, test in the water type thing. Is this more than friendship? Is it not more than, I don't know, I don't know. Leading up to that kiss, it was still a, okay, hard conversations, hard questions, hard all those things. We weren't definitely sure until he got here, until that kiss, all of that stuff. So hard conversations were had, but I don't care how many conversations you had. There are going to be things that come along the way. So I have felt I have been putting these walls up the last couple of weeks and I have communicated those to him. So it hasn't been exactly easy, right? Lots of conversations, lots of talk through, lots of, I just don't know if I can do this type thing. Um, So that's why I haven't answered a lot of questions on the live. It's not that I feel like, I want to walk away from him forever. And it's nothing like that. It is, I had a lot of things to try and think through and process and do it by myself first and foremost, because relationships are already hard, right? You already have, you already have like the hardness of the relationship. You already have like questions, like whatever, just every day, but then also the public eye. Now look, I put it out there. He put it out there. I'm not crying and whining about that in the least. I don't mind it. I am talking about it right now because I want to help people through. Because if you are like me, I was pretty set in my way. I was not going to find anyone. And I don't want to say like, oh, I wasn't going to find anyone. I was not going to find anyone because I didn't want to find anyone. I didn't, I didn't want, I was fine with where I was. I was fine with taking care of myself and my son and not dealing or having anybody else. I said, I don't want any drama. I don't want any, if you can't come in, I mean, boy, did I have these high expectations. Now, to be fair, (laughs) the high expectations are the same expectations that I have for myself and the same actions and, and the same things that I would have and expect of myself. So I don't think it was unrealistic, but I do think I was setting an unrealistic, unrealistic expectation of, I want, I want a perfect relationship because I don't have the time or I don't want to put the effort in of all of the hard things. Because let's face it, especially anyone, whether, whether you're married and you have your children or single parent, you've had to deal with, I shouldn't say deal with, but you've had to be a parent on your own, whether it be a day, a weekend, or a single parent, you're a single parent, you're dealing with them on your own. Yes, I have my ex in the picture, but there are still days, you know, I have them completely on my own, just like he has them on, on his own. You still have to maintain your house. You still have to maintain food on the table. You still have to maintain all of these things. So I was pretty set on, look, 
No one's going to be able to come in. And first of all, no one's going to come in that I'm really interested in. Second of all, no one's going to come in with the same values. Third of all, no one's going to come in and be able to break this heart open. Like there's just no way. So having Josh come in out of the freaking blue, zero warning, and be able to kind of awaken a side of me of, hey, someone can actually love you unconditionally. Someone can love you with your with your flaws, with your stubbornness. It it really has just taken me back. And thinking through these things of, wait a minute, what am I going to do? This is starting to get really serious. I also look at it on the other side and say, I don't want to break anyone's heart. So the last 24 hours... I've just had to take a step back and say, okay, hold on. Are these deal breakers? Are these things you can just kind of like figure out? Are these things you just pray about and, you know, God will open up the doors or God will do whatever he needs to do to put you guys in the right situation? Or are you just scared? And I got to be honest, I think the last, the last piece I know what his intentions are. I know he has made it clear to me. He has made it clear to me that he wants to marry me. I know this. And I know that it's just not my heart that's involved. It's my son's heart. It's his son's heart. It's his daughter's heart. It's family. It's all of those things, right? So his, mine, our children, our family members. So I'm not taking this lightly, I don't I don't want to string anyone along. I don't want to be so stubborn, right? I just needed some time to reflect. A lot happened in a short amount of time. A lot of information, a lot of hang on a second, my head is spinning, I don't even have a chance to process. A lot of that was going on. Um so I just needed a minute. I needed a minute. I needed to figure out Look, there's going to be hard times in every single relationship. I don't care. I don't care if it's your fairy tale. I don't care. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you've been married 30 years. I talked to my mom the other day and she shared something with me that I didn't know. Um, And it happened early on in my parents' relationship. And my parents, my dad passed away. I believe they were married 32 years when he had passed away. And there was no sign. They're, they were not getting divorced or anything like that. So she shared that with me um, the other day. And she said, I I know you. I know how stubborn you are. I know I know that your mind is turning and, and wheels are spinning and all of those things. Um, but she said, I want to remind you too, like not everything is perfect. And there's going to be things you're going to have to figure out. Uh, so it was really... It was really cool to have that conversation with my mom um, just about the relationship side. You know, when someone knows you, right, as well as your mom, having her say, hang on a second, I see something. I see I see what you're doing. I see you're pulling away. I see I see what you're doing um, was really cool. But I, I think the scared part for me is I chose wrong twice. And that will always sit heavy on my heart. I chose wrong. I chose my first husband, because it was, oh my gosh, I just love him. I can't see. I was blinded by any flags that that man had. It was just young, dumb, and thought I was in love. So I just blindly went with it. 
And it caused me a lot of hurt. It's where the anxiety came from. It's where the hurt came from. It's where all of those things. The second one, I really, it was a lot of time together. We were together six years. My dad had passed away. My dad had said he liked him. All of those things. I thought I'm making the right choice based on you know the information I have and, and blah, blah, blah. And that led into a second divorce. I have an amazing, amazing child out of it. So I can't say I regret, regret it. Right. But that was 20 years of my life. And it makes me nervous to think that this man, Josh is coming to me saying, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. It's a little scary to me. How do I know I'm making the right choice? How do I know he's making the right choice? How do I know all of these things? So with this whirlwind, that has been absolutely amazing and some hiccups, right? With what I said, as far as like the deal breaker, I have just needed a second. I've just needed a second. And like I said, I didn't really want to say all of this on a live feed because I needed to still process what I needed to process. I'm on this podcast telling you guys these things because I know there are people out there that are feeling the same way. You have pushed people away. You don't want to get in relationships. You don't want any of those things in the fear of, are you making the right decision? Are you making the right choice? Is this the right person for you? And what I have figured out is, by God, only time is going to tell. That That's really all I can say. You can try to speed things up. You can try to slow things down. But literally, time is going to tell. And, and I hope we ride off into the sunset together. You know, that is the hope. But I also know that some of us are just scared to death to make the wrong decision or scared to let someone in and actually get hurt. Because that's the bottom line, right? Bottom line is no one wants to get hurt. Why would you why would you do something that you know, okay, well, the definition of insanity is repeating itself over and over and over and over and over. So why would I date this t- the same kind of guy? Why would I, once I see a deal breaker that was from other people, if it's even close to it, why not bounce like I always have? I always have. But there's just something different about him that has made me, instead of saying peace out, has made me kind of stop and say, hold on. Hold on one second. There's more to this man. There's more to this relationship. There's more to all of these things. So if you see me on a live feed or if you are wondering what is going on, that's what's going on. As a very, very, very stubborn 48-year-old redhead Irish Italian, <laughs> it, it is what it is. Aries. Let, let me let me just let that list keep going. Gen X, you know, the fuck around find out mentality, all of those things. You know, and I've had to learn like that deal breaker. We've talked about that deal breaker for about two weeks. And I will say like, it has not been pleasant, right? On either side, uh, more so me, right? Cause I'm like, nope, 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 done, 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 or whatever. It is taking some time for us to kind of work through, talk through all of those things. But I will say there's something different. It has allowed me to take a step back and say, okay, hold on a second. This man, even though I said that was a deal breaker, blah, 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 this man has literally been perfect. So perfect for me. Per, and I don't want that to be this expectation because I don't want him to feel like he has to be perfect. And we've had this conversation too. I don't want you to feel like you have to be perfect. I don't want you walking on eggshells. I want you to be who you are. 
But when I look back, I'm like, wow, this man has gone above and beyond. He's always asking me what I, what do I need? What can I do for you? And vice versa. So I don't want it to seem like this is one-sided. Um, but I don't think I've ever had that in a relationship, the consistency. And I told him early on, I said, the way to win me over is to be consistent. Once we got together, once we decided we were going to date, the way to win me is consistent. And if I'm being really honest about it, that kiss changed a lot. And that was on a Monday. But I think it was Tuesday when he was leaving. When do you want to see me again? And when I said tomorrow, like jokingly said tomorrow, and he came back, that's when we really were like, okay, this is we're doing this. Like we're full in doing this. That was his commitment to me. That was, all right, I'm doing this. So that Wednesday he came back, like we haven't, we haven't turned around since, but there's been a lot, right? And the two and a half months, there's been a lot going on of just whirl, whirlwind, great, but also reality, right? In a, in a relationship that you move so fast and the whirlwind is there, you eventually have to sit down. You've got to slow down and face reality. I mean, the first like month, we literally, every time we said we wouldn't sleep, we'd be up talking, we'd be up hanging out. <laughs> it would just, we wouldn't sleep. It was constantly go, 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 go. And we knew like eventually we could not keep up that pace, that reality was going to set in, you know, kids, lives, all of those things were going to set in. So I think that a few weeks back, reality set in for both of us. And it just made me take a step back and say, oh shit, like this is real, real. Yeah, all the other stuff has been fun and, and all of those things and he's super sweet and, you know, all of that. But it's like, okay, this shit's real. <laughs> like, there's gonna be a day where he doesn't just have some hangers in my closet. Like, there's gonna be a day that this man wants to move in, move in, or, you know, we'll be together, whatever, whatever that looks like, right? Because I don't want anyone thinking this is something we're doing tomorrow. But <laughs> it's scary. It's scary knowing you got your own thing, you're doing your own thing, and all of a sudden, uh oh. Here comes someone that could be a permanent fixture for the rest of your life. That is scary. So the avoiding questions, the just smiling as people, you know, ask what's going on. I am stubborn as hell. I am stubborn as hell. And that's what's going on. That is me trying to protect myself. That is me trying to protect my child. That is me trying to protect my home. That is me trying to protect everything I'm doing, because let's face it, when someone comes into your life, they're kind of in every aspect of your life. I'm not necessarily saying your job. I'm not necessarily saying, you know, they have to be dropped in the middle, but fact is I work, I am on live feeds, I do things. And if he's here, he either has to kind of hang out and wait for me to be done, or he can go do something else or whatever it is. So when I say they're kind of dropped in every piece of your, they are, you know, they, they really are. So it's a lot. It was a lot. Um, I don't know. Some of you may or may not handle things differently than I do, but I put those walls up and I know everyone puts walls up to literally just protect themselves and their loved ones. That's what it comes down to. So 24 hours, I just needed that. Um, we had just come off a, I don't, I think that we had figured it out. I mean, it was probably 
three weeks, I think almost. It was like two weeks. We were five days in Florida, five days in Virginia. He was up three days before that. Um, and then he came here for six days, I think. So I think we were together like almost straight up three weeks, which is a lot of time, right? It's a lot of time to be to be together and, and no space. So I needed that time. I needed a day. I needed I needed all those things. I needed to figure out, like, is that deal breaker really a deal breaker for me? Um, if it is, then I needed that space to be able to think through it and say, okay, yeah, it's definitely a deal breaker. Or, you know what? I'm just really stubborn and this was similar to what I've seen in the past. Therefore, I've lumped you in that same category. And because it's a wound and a scab, I don't want you peeling that scab off of me bleeding. You know, I had to figure that out. I had to figure out, is this or, or is that not? And I'm still working through that. I'm not saying I'm 100% like, okay, I've knocked it down. This is where we're at. I'm still working through it, but I'm almost there, if that makes sense. So you have the lowdown. There's going to be more. I am only doing this because I know there are many, many, many people out there that are just like me. You're just protecting yourself. And you don't want to hurt anyone in the process. So that's my update. I will give you more updates, I promise. But for now, that was a lot. So welcome to my therapy session. <laughs> now let's get back to the fun stuff. But on that note, y'all, I love you guys. I'm so happy that you're here. Make sure you're subscribing to the podcast. Make sure you're following me on all the socials. You don't want to miss anything. I love you all so, so very much. And I love all the support that you give me. And on that, I'm out. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and in the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.